Hi, Beth. Hey, Beth. Dear, dear Kiki. Desperate housewives. She doesn't want to marry you. Love you like I love you. Don't talk to yourself. Cheers, Beth. Cheers. Ill-advised. This is ill-advised. Hello. Hello and welcome. Welcome to Ill Advised. The podcast, podcast, or the podcast. We podcast too. Yeah, we're two best friends. Tell you what to do when someone else already podcast. Yeah, like your mother. And your mother's therapist. But not mine. And mine either. So I don't fucking have one. Oh, you? I thought you said your mother's therapist. Yeah, and then I said, but not mine. Right. Oh, like as in my mom's? Right. She don't, definitely don't have one either. Yeah. That's a whole bunch of crazy going on in this house. Why do you think I need one? No shit, dude. Back at you. Well, I mean, not your mother, mine. <laughs> Although your mom might <laughs> Back be a reason you. I need. <laughs> a reason you need one also. Yes. And I, my mother. <laughs> first time I ever met her. Oh, my God. I wish I could tell that story. You Maybe one day we'll have Greta's. Oh my here, God. We're going to be believing everything. <laughs> we're already doing so great. We're not believing shit. We ain't believing shit. Did that go in my candle? No. It hit your. All I can see is flame. I can't see the specific candle. Guys, I threw a paper towel across the room. And it was going to light my house on fire, which is fine, but I just want to know it at a time. <laughs> like, we need to so evacuate. I can get a couple things. Right. Like the one bra that fits I you. I make the like three trips <laughs> before I light on fire. You're going to be like held on for a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> we have you on camera <laughs> with moving boxes <laughs> while your apartment was in place. <laughs> uh, that paper towel reeked of homosexual. Was <laughs> your best friend over? Tell us what you were doing at the time of the fire. I was podcasting. Yeah, we were podcasting. I was podcasting. <laughs> With our new microphones. I know. We got new microphones. These giant duck mics. They're huge. They're humongous. They're chonkers. <laughs> They're chonkers. <laughs> They're chonkers. And the best part is we have a white and a black one. I know. We're... What's those chonkers? We're diverse chonkers. <laughs> I am... Diverse and chonkers. We need to have a diverse chonker portfolio. Sure. Right? Is that just chunks? What was it? Uh, just chunks. Yeah. Like a Facebook, but a chunk book. A chunk book. <laughs> <laughs> all our ex chunks. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. We need a chunk book. Let's do it. Chunkbook.com. Guys, send us your chunks. <laughs> You've been ill-advised at gmail.com. Please don't post them on Facebook or Instagram. You'll get banned. No, but you can DM us. Yeah, you can DM us your chunks. Yeah, the chunkier the better. Oh my god. Um. Anyways. Let's have some wine. Yes, please. Yes. I'm a bit thirsty. A bit thirsty. Um, Speaking of chunks, what's this one, Beth? This one is a mouthful of chunk. Because I'm not chunk. A mouthful of chunk. Um, it's a Bordeaux. It was 1949. Um, it's a 2015 Chateau du Roch. Yeah. Whatever that Rocks. means. 
Grand Vin de Bordeaux. <laughs> Say it. Plus a gin. <laughs> when I opened the bottle of wine and poured it for us, I started dying laughing, and he had no clue. He hadn't read it. I had not. The word on it literally is like pussy gin. I wouldn't even know how to pronounce this at Please. all. It's P-U-Y-S-S-E-G-U-I-N. Pussy. <laughs> I wish I could see your face. I wish I could. I wish you were recording my mouth. I wish I was recording your mouth. It's an, a region or something like Saint Emilion. Maybe it's like S-S-E. S-S-E. G-U-I-N. G-U-I-N. And you know I love my French wine. I don't know what it says, but it's good. A commune in France. Huh? It doesn't have the... Oh, so it is like a little community, like a village in France. Yeah. Okay. But it doesn't have the um, pronunciation thing. No? What if you Google Translate? Uh, yeah, here. I don't think my mouth moves like that. Only if you do it. What? That part where like your brain you know, filters and goes out your mouth. I don't know what happened. It didn't filter. But it, it went in a different... It went in a different direction. A different language. Because it's a 2015. It's so. a pussy Okay. Pussy There's a G in there you're, like, not okay with. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, I'm not okay with it. Let's try it. Please. You know, I like my red wine. It's red wine season. Head. Yes, it is. Shall Feels like it, too. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Wow. Say pussyong. Pussyong. <laughs> it sounds like you're saying pussyong, and we need to cancel this podcast. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. No, it's not. I'm not a fan. No? Nope. Keep drinking it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you really aren't? Mm-mm. Mm. Too acidic for you or Wow. Holy shit. She's so pretty, guys. If I ever like sat down to relax and poured this, I'd be like <laughs> more tense than you were. <laughs> I'd get up and go clean just to relax. <laughs> I need to relax from my wine. Oh my god. Oh, you like it? I actually do. I don't know that I'd know to go back looking for it. Uh, oh, it's, cute. it's got the cute little like French Pussy type, like no, <laughs> like this little French cottagey building on the front. Yeah, like it's really cute. I want to live there. Yeah, go to Poussignon. Yeah, in Saint Emilion. Yes. In twenty fifteen. Yes. It's 14% alcohol. That's a lot for wine, isn't it? That's probably why I'm struggling. You should be a fucking pro by these standards. Amen to that. Amen to that. So, um, you got questions this week, Biff? I have questions. 
She's got questions. You don't have any cool stories first? Uh, do I? Let's see. I'm going on vacation a week from today. I just can't take you serious with that chonker in front of your mouth. I'm sorry. There's a chonker in front of your mouth. I know. And like, it's been longer for you, so. No. No? Damn. Them damn chonkers. Damn chonkers everywhere. They're not everywhere. They're not Let's everywhere. just clear that up. They're not. They're just like the chonkers. Let's clear up the chonkers. Those two. Let's give them some chonk free. Chonk. <laughs> chonk free in twenty three. We're all gonna be lesbians. <laughs> chonk free in twenty three. Oh my god. Uh, I don't know. Do I have any interesting stories? I don't think so. I don't. I don't know that I have any anecdotes that have happened in the last week i'm failing my final project for this podcast <laughs> yes yes she is mother you're not purse. failing it you're just gonna have to you know go back to it you work best under pressure yeah except for this one it's like really bad i am i've had weeks to do this i know five to seven page report I have two pages done. You can do it. Yeah, I know. Just just, know. just start talking about the Revolutionary I War. Just don't. I know you'd have to know about it. It's about a Brazilian forced arsonists. Forced arsonists. Yeah, arsonists that light forest fires. Oh, forest. Forest. Oh, I heard. I heard forced. Oh. As in, like they made him be an oh. arsonist. <laughs> I was like, huh? I was like, my people do that? He forced me to do it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, anyways, it's boring. But okay. I have a question. Let's go. All right, Biff. So you have two, and I have the last one. Yeah. Yes, I think. I think we both have, like, the same, um, the same columnist. Yeah. But different Yaffe. questions. Yaffe. Well, I got, we're at the slate. the slate with Prudy, so, and we love Prudy. We do. So good. We do love Prudy. Hi, this one is called, also this is September 24, 2015. Dope. At 5.45 a.m. I love it. Not me. The fuck loves 5.45 a.m.? I was probably at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This one's called Apple as my eye. Oh. My living girlfriend used her iPad to spy on my daughter. <gasps> Dear Prudence, <clears throat> excuse me, my girlfriend has been living with me for nine months. I have two teenage kids from a previous marriage. She has never lived with kids before nor cohabited much. Did I say that right? cohabited yeah you said it right and has found it difficult to adapt to having other people in her space i've told her <clears throat> excuse me again that i didn't think my kids would touch her private things and i believe that i've been mostly right <sighs> mostly right recently she took a trip to see some relatives and when i turned out the light to go to sleep i noticed that her ipad was on when i tried to turn it off i discovered that she was using the device's camera to stream and record images of our bedroom 
I was very upset and greatly in hurt. When I confronted her, she admitted that she had been doing it for a couple of weeks. She also says she captured images of my daughter rifling through her dresser drawers. What do I do? Caught between a rock and a hard place. Well caught. Well rock hard. <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, yes. <laughs> But like, no. <laughs> Goddamn chonkers. <laughs> I told you chonkers everywhere. Rock, rock hard chonkers. You told, you told chonkers everywhere. Chonkers everywhere. So what I'm gathering from this is, actually, I can't really put it together at the beginning. Is it she's been saying that the daughter has been going through her things or she just, or like, is there something in there that's been like alluding no. to the suspicion? No, he just says that um, he, she's, it seems like she's having a, found it difficult to adapt to having other people in her space. I've told her I don't think my kids would touch her private things, and I believe that I'm mostly right. So that's like, I think she just had a general concern of like people being in her space. You know what I mean? Like, it's his kids, so they're obviously going to come into his bedroom. Right. Where she also stays. So that's what the vibe I get. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say anything about, like, she's concerned that they are going in their th- her things. It just sounds like she's just kind of, like, in general. Excuse me. Why are you... Oh, sorry. I'm trying to breathe. <laughs> it's one of those things that... I wish I had a Um, picture of that also. No, it's really not how I breathe. It's just how I sit. I have my finger in between my nostrils, just pushing up my schnoz. I'm going to take a picture. Just do it. We can post it. Um, Put it on our... This is what we look like today. I got to get a good angle of what I see. There's no good angle of this. (laughs) There's not. There's snot. There's snot. Um, Yeah, so it's just... So she just put up this thing because she... I guess we have to go with the she information She probably just we had have. a feeling. So she puts a camera up. Also, can I just add that this isn't as spicy and juicy as I thought it was going to be? Well, I mean, it can't be. I thought it was going to be like she was secretly videoing her in like her bedroom, like trying to catch her like sneaking boys in a house or mm-hmm. something good. Not putting a video, not that it makes it okay or anything. Even But still. I just mean, I thought it was going to be a little bit more fun yeah like a little bit more edgy i wonder if our listeners will tell us that it's okay to skip this one yeah that's okay we gotta answer it right now okay all right um i think that uh, what do you do right now is you kind of like tell your kids not to go through her stuff so like was it like is she wrong is the girlfriend wrong i don't think we have enough information she put a recording device in their bedroom. It depends on where it was pointing. It was on her. It was just a camera. I know. Recording. The thing that's bothering me is not so much the bedroom It's part, like when you catch your boyfriend like, cheating by going through his phone while he's sleeping. So it's like, fuck. <laughs> I caught you cheating. And he's going to say, like, how I, do you know? And I caught like, you. I caught you. 
It doesn't I matter. You are. went through your phone. I violated your personal... You gave me reason to believe that you were not trustworthy. Right. That's what I mean. It's like going to be more rock hard place. Yeah, hard rock chonkers. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think that the... the uh, my thing is like there's I'd not be enough. Pissed. If I my would... boyfriend was recording, putting secret cameras without telling me. Right. The conversation should have happened. Like, I'm gonna put up a camera because I think this is happening. Like, I need you on board because I know what's happening. My shit's being moved. My shit's disappearing. Yada yada yada, et cetera, et cetera. Or have a talk with your kids because I know what's going on. And like. I know that as a parent, your default is to like believe your kids, of or it should be. <laughs> True. Actually, in my opinion. True, should be, yes. You know? But also, when your partner is voicing concern, maybe not addressing it with them in an accusatory manner, but just being like, I don't know, let's name her Rock Cheryl. <laughs> no, not Rock Hard. Chunk. Chunk. Like, if Chunk says, I think your kids are going through my shit. Then it's like going to the kids and being like, Chonk's noticing something's missing. And she X, Y, Z and or things are being moved around. And, you know, I'm not accusing you guys, but if you're doing it, I need you to take a step back and like never de-chonk the bedroom again. Yeah. If you can't not go through her shit, then you just can't come in our bedroom. Right. And I'm going to put a lock on the door. But I think that that's the step we're kind of missing because we don't know it would be- why she would put the camera up if she didn't actually have a reason. And we don't know that because he kind of just goes like... Right. I don't think my kids would go through her shit. Right. I mostly don't think they would. Right. But he actually But apparently said. it sounds like the camera shows. Right. Even though we don't know that the camera actually shows, just that she said it shows. Yeah. So we're missing some steps, some rungs on the ladder. So assuming that that information like happened and things were taken care of productively, what do you do? First of all, you tell her like none of nobody here is in the right period. It's true. So first of all, you it's deal with true. her the way that you would deal with a spouse who's wronged you in that sense. I feel like that like, violates trust now. And it violates privacy. Huge. But, like, now I'm not going to just trust you anymore. Right. Now I'm going to think you're always doing weird, sketchy shit. Yeah, my kid's fucked up, but now... Where I'm else like, do you have a camera? Right. What else have you been recording? Right. What the fuck else weird Is shit Is there a PI? Doing? Right. You know? Angry. Like, it's just... It's fucking weird to do. And it's like... I'm trying to... I'm trying to be the girlfriend recording the children. You know Unless what I mean? Like, what like, type of girlfriend what type of person do i have to be to it's one thing to be like i think your kids like coming through the bed and coming in the bedroom and like rummaging through our shit and it's another thing to be like i'm secretly putting up a fucking camera and recording this like that's like entitled and like the only way is i can maybe justify this shit? like is your shit right. getting ruined or like missing because things, like, miss, you... things missing or yeah. whatever the only way that i could justify this in my head is if he keeps believing the kids after addressing it with them over and over and she's yeah. like okay. no you're not listening to right. me you're not paying attention like you telling your kid to stop doing it it's not doing working anything. yeah and you don't believe me i need concrete evidence yeah, yeah, yeah. but it still doesn't justify her doing it behind his back 
Right. Like he should have been in the know. I feel like it would have been like, watch, I'm going to show you like, watch. So if we go from that lens, my thing is apologize to her for not believing her, but also tell her she violated your trust. She violated your privacy and the kid's privacy. And I'm I'm going to assume about your own privacy. I think now nobody's got fucking no one has privacy. Now let's knock down all the walls in the house. And we're living in one big open room in front of Eva and Nicholas. Yep. Those are the kids names. I just named them. Yeah. I figured. Thank you. I don't know why Ava and Nicholas, but yep. Nikolai. Nikolai. Yeah. I like that way better. Not to be mistaken for clitori. <laughs> right, the abundance of clitoris. <laughs> sis, sis, sis. <laughs> That's what I would do. Yeah. And then I would fucking kick my kid's ass for lying to me. And saying, no, dad. I never went through clitorized shit. <laughs> I mean, her name was Chunk. Or Chunk. Her name was Chunk. Damn it, I've given her too many names. <laughs> <laughs> the kids clitoride. Oh my god. Ava and clitoride and chonk. Oh What's my god. dad's name? Clive. <laughs> Clive. I've never even heard that. <laughs> Excuse me. No, that mute button on your microphone is doing wonders. My hands are full. They are full. Okay. Wine in a phone. Wine in a phone. Wine in a phone. What else would be my hand? No shit. Homework. <laughs> if it's not your kid, it's wine in a phone. It's wine in a phone. Sometimes it's my kid and wine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dear Rock Hard. <laughs> Is that what she wrote? She used caught. <laughs> She's way more boring. <laughs> Dear Caught Rock Hard. <laughs> Please don't spit this wine out. It's gonna definitely stain. <laughs> oh, go ahead, go ahead. I missed the part of your letter where you say your girlfriend is wonderful, but dot dot dot. That's funny because it was in quotes. <laughs> From your description, there's no wonderful, just but. If two unsuitable adults want to get together and try to make it work, that's their business. But if one of those adults has children, <clears throat> then a different set of obligations regarding one's romantic follies kicks in. There was a real lot of S's in there for me. <laughs> I felt like I just tripped over every single one of you them. You did. You did. Okay. I hope you're okay. Thank you. I'm fine. <laughs> first of all, your kids come first. That doesn't mean your children get to dictate how you live or that they have veto power over your love life. But it means that you, as a conscientious parent, do not bring something into your life and theirs who has no interest in your children and who is incapable of seeing that you are a package deal. This new love interest must understand that giving your children love and stability is your priority but you've moved in with someone who seemingly articulated beforehand that she finds the idea of teenagers in her space appalling your girlfriend acknowledged she put monitoring equipment in your bedroom the what ostensible ostensible yes reason being that she suspects your teenage daughter of rifling through her drawers But if she felt that was going on, she could have come to you with her concerns so you could address this with your daughter directly. That your girlfriend resorted to a surveillance instead means she doesn't trust your kids or you. You have given me no reason to believe this relationship is worth preserving. 
accept as something that drags on because you're too passive to confront how bad it is. You need to make a serious reassessment of your long-term romantic and living arrangements. Prudy. Prudy went for the fucking jugular. She sure did. She sure did. I didn't. I mean, I went as far as to like try to think like, what type of human do I have to be to like actually do this? And it's probably not a great one. Right. But she was like, this no bitch ain't good. You guys aren't good <laughs> for each other. All I see is a lot of butts and no wonderful. I don't think I've. I remember in our tenure doing this, an advice columnist that goes beyond the topic of the question. Yeah. She literally went like, no, no, no. Your problem is. She answers how like we typically other. answer. Right. To each other. Yeah. Yeah. But that like the, the columnists are like, here's what you do, sweetie. <laughs> no. It's a whole lot of horseshit. Trudy was like, listen, rock hard. Yeah. You're softy right now. <laughs> Get this bitch out. <laughs> I liked her answer way better than the yeah. question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was, that was more Jerry, and we were more like, I don't know. What was the Montel with Ricky Lake? Short hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Ricky Lake, <laughs> but I went Montel because, you know. I forgot about him. Me too. He was... Yummy. Next. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yummy next. He was. Okay. This one. Oh, right. This was an interesting title. I didn't Go for read it. it, but the, the title is My Husband's Other Wife. And then <gasps> underneath it, it says... She died so I could find the man I love. You fucking... Well... Maybe. Let me, but I'm with we, you. I'm yeah. with you. Though. Well, I keep going back and forth already and I haven't even heard anything. This Go is ahead. 2018. Oh. This piece was originally published on Slate on June 2009. Oh. Okay. I feel even better. So less morality. <laughs> Shortly after my husband John and I were married... On a day he was at work and I was at home moving my things into his house, I opened a cardboard box in the attic. It was filled with photos of his other married life, the one he'd had with his first wife, Robin Goldstein. Okay. We're giving full names now, huh? She was 28 when they got married. And Jewish, apparently. And six months later, <laughs> she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh, no. My husband was nursing her at home when she died. After, just after her 34th birthday. That's so sad she died. <clears throat> Excuse me. The box contained wedding photos, honeymoon photos, and random snapshots of parties and birthdays. As I excavated, I could chart her illness by her hair. A cycle of dark waves, then wigs and scarves. After I looked at them all, I closed the box and cried for her, and for my guilty awareness that her death allowed me five years later to marry the man I loved. Um. When our daughter was born, one of the sweetest gifts we got was a tiny chair with her name painted on the back. It was from the Goldstein family. How final How final it must have felt to them to send this acknowledgement of John's new life. Robin had wanted children, but her long illness and the brutal treatments made that impossible. All of us exist because 
of a series of tragedies and flukes. I'm here because 80 years ago, my grandfather's wife, Ruth, died suddenly of the flu, leaving him a young widower with a toddler and an infant. They say he had to be restrained from jumping into her grave. Oh, wow. Eventually, he remarried to my grandmother, and my mother was born. My grandmother banished all traces of Ruth. Her <gasps> sons had no contact with Ruth's relatives, displayed no photos of her. It was as if she never existed. At the end of my grandfather's long life, he lived to be 95. His distant past became more present to him, and he began to tell stories about Ruth. My grandmother was more incredulous than angry. Can you imagine? She told me, do you know how long she's been dead? Oh, this is really long. Keep going because I'm sucked in. This is really long. Keep going. I'm sucked in. Uh, okay. <laughs> Maybe when my husband and I got, get old, memories of his life with Robin will become even more vivid than our years together. If so, I hope I'll welcome those memories. I'm grateful to Robin, not jealous. And then in quote, quote, parentheses, <laughs> even if she left it to me to convince our joint husband that the laundry hamper was invented for a reason. I knew my husband for only four months before we got married, but I heard from others how protective, tender, and devoted he was to her. Because of their relationship, I knew that this was a man who could be trusted, who stayed for better or for worse. I also knew that it's possible to have more than one love of your life. I am the love of his, and so was she. Robin was born in Newark, New Jersey in 1955. She was a striking, slender young woman with huge dark eyes. She started her career as a city reporter in a small New Jersey town. And both the cops and the mobsters she covered and she covered had crushes on her. Oh, okay. When she reported on a trial of the Genovese family, the judge threatened Robin with jail for protecting one of her sources as a mobster turned government witness, and her case became a test for a newly passed press shield law. Wow. She was just as brave about her illness. After she after the first surgery, radiation and chemo, it looked as if she'd be okay as if the diagnosis might just be some ghastly glitch but a year later the cancer came back and for the next five years she endured everything the doctors threw at her while convincing other people not to pity her robin decided that for however long she had she would make it a normal life she kept working and traveling there were many vacation photos in that box and when the cancer spread to her bones she went to the office on crutches she had to stop when it got to her brain in her final week at the hospital, she still got excited about fixing up a radiation technologist she liked with a bachelor journalist friend. Although they had spent their entire marriage moving toward her death, my husband says they didn't spend much time talking about this destination. A therapist once told him those discussions were like looking at the sun, something one could only, oh, something one could do only glancingly because of the pain. At the end, Robin told him she wanted him to have a child. She made him promise he would do that because she knew how much he wanted children. In their conversation, Robin acknowledged that if she, that if he did it, it would mean he had found a new wife. She said that that was harder for her to think about, but she wanted him to find love again. 
I asked him what he said when she told him this. He told her, I can't imagine life without you. Biff. Still going. A few months after they were married, when the sex <laughs> oh, this is a whole story. death was approaching, my husband fell into de- a depression. He became silent and burdened. After several several weeks of it, I wondered if this was what my marriage would be like. I decided that maybe I could be in a happy marriage, even if I was the only one who was happy. Then, when the day of her death came and went, his darkness lifted for good. It was a last spasm of guilt about having left her behind. I am sarcastic and occasionally harsh. Robin wasn't. I know because I asked, not because John holds her over me or compares us. And he would have had a gentler life (laughs) had she lived. I try to remind myself that I owe it to her to be as good a job of taking care of him as she would have. I will catch myself about to say sentences that begin, how many times have I, or weren't you listening? And stop to think of if he were still married to Robin, he wouldn't have to hear this. Okay, I'm not. No, keep going. I'm already fed up with that. (laughs) It was great until we got into what size, what flow she has when it's that time of the month. When our daughter was about six, she and her father were exploring in the attic when she came across an unfamiliar box filled with Robin's things. She came running down the stairs in tears. I found a box of jewels and dad won't let me touch them. She cried. My husband and I, I don't even understand what's going on. Skip to the last paragraph. (laughs) I have to find it first. (laughs) This is, this is Prudy. Yeah. This is really long for a Prudy article. This is a question. All right. But it's Prudy like. Yeah. Yeah. Slate. My husband and I have been married for 15 years, more than twice as long as he was married to Robin. My daughter's 13 now. So this isn't even like... Is there a question? A question. Because there's no response. There's no response? Seriously? (laughs) Did you just read an article? (laughs) I was 13 now and long ago grew the chair that Robin's family gave her. I keep it stored safely with her bassinet, the clown rattle, and her favorite jack- jacket printed with elephants. I hope someday a granddaughter might use these things. If so, when that little girl's old enough, I will tell her that story of her other grandmother, Robin. <laughs> I don't that's it. If, when you look at these questions, <laughs> do you think to yourself... Okay, my defense... This didn't end. So I assumed that had the other half of this was the response. The other half of it was was still the same half. (laughs) Oh my god. It was the last half of it. I mean it's a sweet story. I don't even get it. I don't think it's meant to be gotten. I think it's like it sounds like an article to me more than a prudy thing is there a deep dear prudy dear prudence dear like is there anything on there is it does it marked as prudence it says by emily yofi yofi mm, she wrote the article maybe well i mean she wrote the article but is it like her story does it say anything about prudy or prudence at the very end it does not so i'm unclear <laughs> what we just read well Here's my take on it. That you are honoring your husband's dead wife's memory, even with your daughter, 
is noble. It is absolutely, in my opinion, the right thing to do. He is going to love her forever. And I, I really don't, I don't know what else to say other than that. It just was like over the top. It was a very long article. They don't have kids together. So it's not like the new wife is like trying to keep mom's, you know, spirit alive. Mm -hmm. So I don't get it. She's, I think she's keeping the spirit alive for him, for her husband, because it's not like a, like a cheating know, like, or the other woman situation. I know, but my point is like, why? I get that. Like she was a huge part of his life. He was in love with her. He's devastated by her death. He's obviously chose to move on because he's in a new marriage. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, although I agree with you that like, it's, it's noble. Yeah. Like it's not something that's like, I don't want to hear about your ex-wife. You know what I mean? Like, that'd be shitty. But it's also doesn't, for me, feel like something that's like, oh, well, let's post a big, huge picture of your dead wife on the wall for our home. You know what I mean? Like, acknowledge it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. You think it. that you're there's, hurt. like, a threshold. Yeah. Like, like, there's, like, yes, acknowledge it, but, like, you're making it a lifestyle. Yes. Like, Am yes. I right by saying that? Yes. Thank you. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, it's not like he's had, like, she had children. You know what I mean? That'd be right. different. Like, yes. It, I see how you could get there. Like, because she did say something to the effect that, like, when I'm going to say, like, yeah. this or that, like, oh, his ex-wife would have never said, or not ex-wife, his, his late wife yeah. would have never yeah, said this. But, like, how do you know? Like you don't know She that. was gentle and I'm not. Well, he married you for a reason. Right. I, yeah, it does sound like a comparison. I don't like think that I would go. To be her. Yeah, I don't she's think I would go as far as to say like a lifestyle. But I do see how you get there. Personally, I just feel like she's trying to keep her memory alive for him. But it, it does, to your point, kind of feel like she's sacrificing like she's, her her own marital identity. Yeah. For the memory of she's somebody she didn't to know. Be the dead wife. Yeah. That's an interesting perspective. I didn't think of it that way. I just thought it was weird that it, like, became this big of a thing when there's not her, the late wife doesn't have children. If the late wife had children that, like, were still in the home, or even not even still in the home, just in general, like, right. then, yeah, so I'm full of support of, like... Keeping her memory yeah. alive. And you're, like, okay, keep her memory alive, but, like, also realize that you have your own identity. But, like, right, I'm not going to live like I'm her. Right. Just yeah. because she would have never told you shut the fuck up doesn't mean I'm not. <laughs> yes. Amen. Yeah. And that's all I got. Yeah. It just feels like a lot. Yeah. When there's not kids involved. I can see how it goes that way, though. I feel like, like I, if I was her kids. I wouldn't default to that mindset, but yeah, I, I can get well, that. Well, I just feel like if I was her kids, not the late wives, the current the 15 ones, or 13-year-old daughter. That I would be like, Mom, like. What is your obsession Who's, with this dead lady? Who the fuck is Grandma Robin? Why is she not our Aunt Robin? <laughs> First of all. Right, why is she a grandma? Like, she's a wife who passed away, unfortunately. You know what I mean? And I mean, it's, like, that's, it's a beautiful story, but it does have its it's kind of... Me. Yeah. It's overboard. It's weird. You're trying to be the dead wife. You think... 
he loved the dead wife more than he loves you. So now you're trying to be the dead wife in hopes that he would love you equally. It's the four months that stuck out to me. Stuck out, stuck out. Stuck. I can't. English. Stuck. I'll never get it right. It's stuck chunk. (laughs) Stuck chonker. Um, Yeah, they were married for four, after four months of knowing each other. Yeah. That was interesting to me. But I mean, 15 years later. But he, she said he's still depressed and miserable. No, she said he was, he snapped out of it after their first one. Oh. Once and for all. Oh. Because it was, See, I told it you was I don't know what I just read. Right. It was <laughs> almost as if he had felt guilty for moving on. Moving on. But then he was just yeah, like, yeah. you know, and I, I think that's fair. Absolutely. I think Absolutely. that's very valid. In fact, I, I find no, no fault on his part. You know, he took you in oh. and you're neurotic. And so you're trying to take on yeah. a new identity. Her social security number is 153-247792. That's all I got. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and her birth certificate is at the, the city hall. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Good one, Biff. Well, oh my God. I'm strike two for strike two. I think that's the first time that we haven't like actually had to give advice, but did anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's just so weird to me. <clears throat> and I'm sentimental as fuck. <laughs> You, it's so weird because you are, but I'm you're not. sentimental as fuck. Because anyone who knows you, know, like, at your core knows that you are. Anyone who knows you at their first surface is like, that bitch doesn't care about shit. Mia just literally pulled a bag out the other day that was full of my baby shower cards. Oh my god, you still have them. I'm sentimental as fuck. You're sentimental And this story was so weird to me. So weird. You know... This wine is very significant of this episode, and I feel your sentiments should tell you to drink some of it. I'm trying. It's really bad for me. (laughs) Not for, well, it's also bad for me. It's bad for you. It's not bad for you. It's just, you know, frowned upon. Bad to me. Frowned under. I'll be good and bad, but I'll be bad for you. Do I know this song? Yeah, it's for Hannah. Right, Hannah? Yeah. I don't remember. You definitely know that fucking song. Every time. Anyways, Anyways. let's end on a good note, Biff. What you got? This is not a good note. Jesus In fact, a- I just read the title of this. That's why you keep telling me to drink. I read the title of this and then read the subtitle and I was like, this is actually very 2012. I want you guys to know that we're very much into woke culture we're trying to learn every day about the things that are changing in the world especially me because of my line of work gay puerto rican not puerto rican (laughs) spanish or a latino (laughs) we will go through every nationality i wish you were puerto rican (laughs) you do wish i was puerto rican Um, do love me in puerto rico so the title of this one is there's something about mary which i take a little bit of offense to you're gonna hear it are you ready yeah prudy offers advice on a woman who hasn't told her boyfriend she used to be a man (gasps) now do you get the mary thing i think that's funny i mean it's a little bit funny but also like there's something about mary but there's all like her chonk (laughs) come on that's hysterical i get what you're saying i do i get what you're saying that's the writer right mary wrote this (laughs) 
I don't think Mary wrote it. I think Mary's the subject. I'm not calling this person Mary anymore. <laughs> They're the subject of the... So somebody else wrote it for... Well, somebody said like... Like this dude. Oh, right. No, I, you're right. So is this Off, from A woman wife? who hasn't told her boyfriend she used to be a man. Oh, so then it's not offensive no more. Well, there's something about Mary is Prudy's title, and it is Emily Yaffe. Oh, the writer right. doesn't make the title? No. Oh, I thought the writer like made up a clever... Oh, now like, it explains hell. why you thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And also why you think it's fucking Repulsive. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and circle back. Glad we cleared that up. I don't know if you saw my face, and I was like, oh. Yes, because I'm making the same face now. Okay, yes. Because I thought Mary herself wrote it. No. No. Are you ready? <laughs> Fucking Emily Yaffe. Oh my god. Um, so this was actually a live chat, but someone transcribed it on the slate. This is from 2012, July 30th. Um, the question is, oh, Mary didn't even write... Why am I doing this? I can't buy into this Mary bullshit. The person about whom this is... We're just calling them Mary because it's easier. It's just, it's also, it's also so offensive in my head, but it's the cousin who wrote this. Mary's cousin. Right. My female cousin won't tell her boyfriend she used to be male. My cousin is a beautiful woman, formerly a man. She's done a couple of modeling jobs as well. She has a lot of guys after her, but never had a serious relationship until now. She met my coworker, John quote-unquote John, several months ago, and things are starting to get serious. That's why I was surprised to discover that she hasn't told him about her gender reassignment. I usually think that the past is generally best left in the past, but this to me is a huge exception. By hiding her past as a man, I feel that my cousin is hiding a big and important chunk of her life. Sorry, chunk. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) This is terrible. I'm so sorry. This is the wrong episode to write chunk in. Period. My cousin says that John does not want kids anyway, so she has no reason to tell him and not feel guilty whenever I see John. I know that only a handful of people outside the family know, but expectedly... I'm sorry, but expected her to tell John that when they got serious. Should I insist on her telling him or butt out of it entirely? This is a really good question. Yeah, it is. What do you think, Biff? Well, you're going to be wrong for that. Um, Who's going to be wrong for that? For not disclosing that you were born male. But... No, you're not wrong for that because you're not, not male. male. You're this is hard. Fucking female. Yeah, <laughs> this is fucking hard. This is hard. I'm trying to separate the being born one or the other. No, I'm trying to separate the subject from the history. Does, I don't know if that makes sense, so I'm going to explain. I'm trying to separate, like, 
trans, male to male, male to female, female to male, non-binary, etc., from being open and honest about your past. Like when in you're general. when yes, when you're like in a committed relationship, in my opinion, there are certain things like you wouldn't disclose like stupid little things or things that make you feel like of a lesser person or maybe you know or whatever I th- like i like, slept with 600 men like when i was 20 right it would be more like i slept around i wouldn't give you a number like i, just, I wouldn't I even say that i slept around or i just like i enjoyed my 20s i wouldn't talk about my 20s see that's where you and i differ because i'm like girl i went through actually even in my relationship now i'm like what's the point though i've gone through i think I don't know that that's necessarily that there's a point. I think for us in my relationship, like we've known each other for a while. So we've known that stuff about each other. You know what I mean? Like we were friends and we talked about that kind of stuff. But like, even now we'll just be like, Oh, I, I'd end up, I hooked up with this guy, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Uh, We found out we hooked up with the same guy. Like, yeah, that's different than just being like, I don't know. Yeah. I used to be a whore. aka hey i used to be a man you know what i mean like i honestly can't put the two together in my head but i think like being open and honest about your past like major things you know like would you disclose from someone who you've been with forever that you had i don't know like that you had chlamydia one time or I had. Well, like, is this? Is guys, she's there, not uh, saying she's had chlamydia. For no, a long I have time. not. <laughs> and I have I, not. I don't, know, I don't know why people. I felt. I don't. <laughs> I don't know why I felt the need to qualify that, but I did, and, I, and so here it is. Because um, it doesn't matter. But like, I think. Let me be more specific. When you're having, when you're, when you're courting and when you're seeing someone and you're getting each other, when you're getting to know each other and becoming more serious, there are certain subjects that like come up in conversation regardless of what they are. And there are some things that you should like, you know, in my opinion, there are things that you should be open and honest about, like big things in your life. Like, you know, and I know it's not, this is, does not equate, but like, I used to be a smoker. I've been with females. If you know I have a kid, you better <sighs> fucking know. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like things like that. And and I have certain things in my past I'm not proud about that I've also disclosed. Okay, so I like that. That helped with my perspective. You being a gay guy in a... Uh, how do you a gay relationship? How do I say that? Homosexual relationship. I have no I idea. A, re- like a gay guy in a relationship? Like probably covers it but that you've been with women because every guy you date is not meeting your child no they have not right Right. which so i think i don't know maybe that i've heard about you know lesbian girls that don't like to be with girls that are bi or that have been with men bisexual in the gay community is very like you're not really bad stigma you're not part of a community you just get drunk and make out with girls or boys something like that and i i think people need to just leave that the fuck alone and let people identify with how they identify and accept it but that was sorry i just went on a tangent over something stupid well not stupid but you know what i mean no no irrelevant but that but that's kind of what i'm 
not trying to say, but like where I'm coming from as far as like yeah. if I was a lesbian girl and I was didn't want a girl who was bi or who had been with men in the past or whatever, then yeah, that would be kind of something important for me for them to disclose. But I also think that's something that I would ask or mm-hmm. bring up. This, I don't see that happening. I don't see a... Hey, or it would have come up by now. Right. Like, hey, did you used to be a guy? You know what I mean? Like, that's not like a... Yeah. That's not a question you yeah, ask. Yeah. Unless especially like in 2012. Adam's apple or like something. Like, you still got a penis. But like, then you would probably be put off like, by it. Like... You know what I mean? That's so... For me, this is super tricky. Because I don't necessarily necessarily believe in openly disclosing things that like aren't going to pertain to this relationship and right now like which i agree with if i have herpes yes that's going to come into a new relationship that's going to be something that needs to be disclosed Mm -hmm. if i banged girls in the past and i know my new boyfriend doesn't like gay girls I'm not going to openly disclose this mm-hmm. if he didn't ask. Okay. You know what I mean? So let because me... Because that's not relevant to my new relationship. Okay, so let me paint this in a different light. If Yes, please. Only not because I was coming from this originally at any point. This is just something that kind of occurred to me while you were talking. Yeah. Your entire family knows your identity at birth, your biologically assigned gender. Right. At birth. Entire family. And you're going to bring this person around to every family function, praying that no one tells him. Praying. Because apparently, according to this cousin, they weren't asked to until they were like, Oh, you haven't said anything to him yet? You haven't said anything to John yet? What do you do? Do you keep that until it's like until it explodes? Until the drunk aunt at the Christmas party? And there's always a drunk aunt. That's a good point. So this is something that can come into. So this could potentially be herpes. This could implicate the relationship. And let's say that this person is fine. John's fine with it. This is how people get killed. But John's fine with it. And now it's a breach of trust. That's my point. There's been a lot of police shows that people got hurt over stuff like this. It's a big deal to some people. It's a big deal to everybody. In one way or another. The protection of or the... Right, for the all damnation, con, con, yeah, condemn, all condemnation, con, condemning, condemnation. <laughs> Is that right? Yes. Condemnation. Yes. Condemnation. <laughs> Condemned condemnation. Condem- condemnation. Condemnation. The looking down upon. The condemning of. The condemning of. Thank you. That's so much better. <laughs> What do you it is com- condemnation? It's it's I don't know. If John can't fucking tell, like I don't know. I can see the fear of like if I tell John, he could leave me. But if you had told John at the beginning, 
it wouldn't have been, it well, won't be just as a big of an impact. Well, that's you know? probably why they don't disclose this, because probably a lot of people had left in the beginning. Another thing that occurs to me is the, my understanding of the trans identity is a big part of it is the conquest, the personal conquest, being who they were as opposed to who they are and being proud of those changes, being proud to be able to like overcome that obstacle, which was being born into the wrong body. Having to live. And being able to disclose that with people within the community and being able to speak about that in a certain way. I've never known a trans person or a non-binary person who wasn't very forthcoming about it in, mm -hmm. in my experience. Yeah. They're just very like, you know, like it's, it's queer culture for those who um, subscribe to it is a very proud, a very robust way of life. Because I'm finally free. I'm free. I'm finally me and I, who I was I meant to be. I can't see justifying putting yourself back in some sort of metaphorical closet because you're afraid that the Something person you're in love with you. won't love you anymore. In fact, before you even fell in love, you didn't tell this person that. And maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe because you've had bad luck in love because you've been trans and trans and you've you've told yeah. people and they've run away or ghosted you, etc. But I'd personally rather be in left my, in my for that. in my situation. I'd rather a guy and they have a guy leave be me because I have a kid because I had and loved I've for who you're not. Put my shit in a vagina because like etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I'd rather than you know what I mean. Yeah, I shot in your no. Do you disclose um, this to your partners? I do, and I tell them that I used a dental dam. Oh. Yes. Never did. So <laughs> what I'm saying is I'd rather be condemned. You'd rather and be drudged. Hated for who you are than loved for who you're not. Amen to that. Okay. You know that too. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. And that's it. That's all I have to lend to this. I, and, and my this advice. Fucking. My advice is you can't say anything as the cousin. Absolutely not. Shut your fucking whore mouth. Absolutely not. Can't say anything as the cousin. But what you can do is you have your conversation with your cousin and then you have to let it go. Yeah. It's not yeah, your responsibility. Absolutely. absolutely. And that's it. Want to let it and let get the popcorn, a little bit of whiskey, maybe some pickle juice. Chase it back with like, you know, some Chateau de Rock. Yeah, Poussillon. Some Poussillon, Gong, Poussillon, Poussillon, Saint Emilion wine from 2015, and just watch the movie as it unravels because it's not going to end pretty. Because he is going to find out. He has to. Lies and secrets come up. It may be 20 minutes, 20 weeks, 20 years, 20 decades, centuries, etc. That drunk aunt, yeah. she's going from blood. She's coming from blood yeah. because she doesn't agree. Yep. There's that's always all it takes. one. There's always one that doesn't agree, that's doesn't accept it, it, doesn't think it's okay. It's blasphemous. It's um, a strike against God, against it's religion, one your of family. Those. So are you gay? Yep. Since you're with a man? Right, exactly. That's exactly it. But yeah. I'm actually very proud that you, like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just proud. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime.
Ugh. We have some deep conversations on this subject. So All the time. That you are, that you were able to kind of say that and kind of separate it yeah. actually makes me feel very good. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, yeah, I got it. Yeah. So that's literally, I'm going to shut the fuck up and give you time to talk now. I don't have anything else to say. I just, I, I, I feel like I'm tempted to say that, like, you're wrong for not disclosing that. But there's still part of me that's like. It's not pertinent to this relationship. I won't. You're, I'm not going to tell my boyfriend, like, I was born a woman. He's like, no fucking shit. Like, okay, I was born a man. You know what I mean? Like, that's weird. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I wholeheartedly agree that you're going to introduce to the family unless you're not if you're not serious about dating and you're expecting an ending sooner than later then whatever like just be careful because people can be very upset about finding this information out and disgusting about it and disgusting about it murder yeah. i've seen plenty of fucking yes, you the police videos where gay, trans, whatever, they're not open and disclose and things were found out later. Or even if they did know and we're trying to be secret and someone else found out, people get killed over this shit. In my opinion, trust breeds trust. Yeah. And that's, and that's really where my response comes from. You need to afford the same level of trust in your partner that you want them to afford to you. Yeah, that is, I know, but it's like, I know. it's the same thing. I don't tell my boyfriend that I was born a woman. You don't need to. But and that's, that's the I'm, stupidest part. But that's part. the weirdest thing is that like, like you're, what's in, what does need she's mean? She's a woman right now. She's a woman. She's a woman. Period. She's been a woman yeah. all along. Right. And maybe that's where she's coming from. Yeah, I don't know. I'm very, I'm very in the middle with this. Yeah, it's a rough one. It's definitely rock hard. Do we want to? Yes. I'll read this chonker. Yes, we definitely do. I forgot there was an answer. <laughs> there was a response. <laughs> oh my god. And it's not as long as you would think. Oh god. All right. I agree that beginning a relationship does not require presenting your new love interest a due diligence dossier nor a cheek swab of one's DNA. I'm so glad you got this one. Because <laughs> <laughs> dossier. Because due diligence yeah. dossier. Yeah. <laughs> 3Ds. Take them. 3Ds. Take all 3Ds. Let's hope one's a chunker. <laughs> but there is some information that potential partners are entitled to, uh, entitled to pretty early on. These include one's marital status, STD test results, interactions with law enforcement, relevant medical conditions, including previous substance abuse problems. That's a good one. Mm, that is a good one. Questions about sexual orientation and gender at birth. For some potential partners, the information revealed may elicit a shrug. I have herpes too. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. For some potential partners, the information revealed may elicit a shrug, quote unquote. I have herpes too. Yes. For others, it will be a deal breaker. Quote, I appreciate you telling me, you're telling me you have three kids out of wedlock, but I think we're just at different places in our life. End quote. That Juliet was born Jason is just one of those things that revealed that will be revealed eventually. Juliet should realize that dishonest the 
the diok the diok the diok that got cut off i know i don't even know i'm trying to say dishonesty and i can't juliet should realize juliet should realize the dishonesty of not telling could it's of not telling the dishonesty of not telling could itself become a relationship ender thanks biff Jesus, commas, people. When relationships get serious, that usually leads to visits with the family and often a look at childhood photo albums. Nailed it. Nailed it. Juliet will either have and to keep aunties. John away. What? And drunk aunties. <laughs> yes. My poor aunt. Juliet will either have to keep John away <laughs> or ask her family to do a Soviet-style editing of history. It's just not going to work. Someone is going to out Juliet, and surely she knows it. I think you should tell your cousin she's living a dream world and that she's being unfair to John, even if she if he has a lack of desire for children. Of course, it could be that John flees, or it could be that he says, quote, she's more than woman enough for me, end quote. But it's right to or, know. I used to be a woman. Or imagine I would love that. That would be like ultimate outcome. But I think that if that was the case, more often than not, someone who's would have, yeah. trans would be very forward of it. Yeah. In my experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that would just she'd be already idea. know. Yeah. But it is right to know the crucial piece of history. You are in a difficult position since you have relationships with relationships with both parties. <laughs> But you didn't fix up John and Juliet, so don't bear the moral responsibility responsibility of letting him know. Anything with an L tonight is just not working. Ever. No. In life. I think you should tell your cousin you will not be the one to deliver the news to John. If he brings up the relationship with you, but you can be Patty not will. on Patty Will. Fuck Patty. If <gasps> My he aunt was Patty and she died. What? My aunt was Patty and she died. I have a former Patty relative, and that's the end of that. If he brings up the relationship with you, you can be noncommittal and tight-lipped and just say you're glad to hear he's enjoying your cousin's company. <laughs> Don't say that. Wow. If somebody said that to me, I'd be like, all right, what's, what are we hiding? I'm glad you're enjoying her company. Yeah. Bitch, why? <laughs> what should I be doing? What? Who else is enjoying her company? Literally, like, oh. Who else is enjoying her Stevens company? enjoying company, too. What, she got the man here? Oh, my God. <gasps> That's funny. So, now you know why I wanted to save this one for you. Yeah. This was an interesting one. I know it's one we have a lot of discussions on, that kind of subject of the trans identity. Um, yeah. And I think, just to speak, like very well and, and give you props where it's due like you've done everything to understand to try to understand and be compassionate on the front of gender identity and it's not that you're like coming from a place no i wasn't literally you've never my come whole from life. a place of malice no ever. no i just grew up hearing men are men women are women yeah my mom me, my sister, we were home and cooked and cleaned and my brothers took trash out and went to work and that's how I was raised. My brother asked my dad to get a 
an earring and my dad said yeah if you wear your sister's skirts right like literally grow up hearing men are men women are women yep. and like that was just all i knew and any of our listeners that listen know like we've we have this conversation at length like you know the, like, the gender time. roles gender identity mm-hmm. um you know it's a miracle to this day in in some respects that like you and i are best friends just I know. because of literally we are so opposite in so many ways yeah oh in so many so ways opposite. like just the fact that i was raised by a mother who was like fuck men but still like <laughs> but, needed a man but, right. <laughs> or wanted one <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like and also be a man right and also be <laughs> Fuck men, Our but we won. Our are so fucking hilarious. <laughs> it works for us. It totally works for us. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. yeah like, at, like, kudos to you for just, like, you've been a woman. Like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, cousin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's tricky. It's Yeah, it's tricky, the whole thing. Yeah. I had to learn a lot. I had to change a lot of... But the, the separation is between you and other people who have been in your situation is not just the willingness, but like the acknowledgement of humanity and, and it's, it's various forms. Like it's right. It's, I was raised black and white. Right. Yet. And you're this like, world is, and you're like, this is a grayscale. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So now I'm like, okay, well I need to unlearn some things or learn new things. So yeah. Yeah, just and whatever. and that's I mean I think that not just that but that amongst other billions of experiences that you've had have led you to your current like psych major and trying to yeah. learn things about people you know aside from murderers and <laughs> yeah love them motherfuckers yes and we're, we're, she's not way. celebrating them no <laughs> I love to learn them right yeah we should go and learn today I. Definitely learned Jeffrey Dahmer. Yes, you did. Oh my! Did you finish? I did. Okay. Did you finish? I did. You finished on his chest, did. didn't you? <laughs> no way! I would have finished Not on Jeffrey his... Dahmer, the actor oh. who's ah! acting him. Evan Peters. Yes. Peter Evans. Which one is it? Peter Evan Peters. Evans. Evan Peters Evan. sounds right. Evan. Yeah, that Evan. sounds right. Yeah. Um, I did not know he's not my type. <sighs> Yeah, he's, he's definitely too tall. He's so not my type either. But holy shit, that man can act. He, oh my and god. And this is completely separate from Jeffrey Dahmer, please, guys. And 100% different from the last question <laughs> we just fucking talked about. <laughs> Trans does not equal Dahmer. Oh, no, that no. was nothing. That's what I meant. Like, yeah, no. No. I was just talking about he's a fine motherfucker. It was, it was it, weird to watch him and be attracted to him while he was playing Jeffrey Dahmer. That yeah, was very strange for me. He's got like the talent and Ryan Murphy who produced it also did um, American Horror Story. Oh, yeah, still does American that. Horror yeah, Story, yeah, yeah. which is why yeah. Evans and all of these, I think because of their connection. Um, he did a fantastic job writing it and I'm really, really happy. I think we mentioned this last week. Yeah. That they, but that they celebrated the victims. The, yeah. 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 It's to this day, and I'm so fucking shocked. I can't believe the city never did anything that where the building used to stand yeah. still isn't yeah. a, a memorial to these victims. Yeah, that's bizarre. It's so weird. Although I have to say that I was actually surprised that they did knock the building down. I feel like I, they don't do that. You didn't hear about 
that happening when like there's been more than just Jeffrey Dahmer. You know what I mean? Right. Right. There's a again all the boys in his attic and his basement and like yeah that's what i mean like yeah that's true you didn't hear about these places yeah it's just independent of these cities what is there now is there just a field is there anything i have just a concrete block i don't know do you want to go yeah (laughs) oh my god where was it uh, bro, seriously? Oh, man. Ohio? I don't remember. I was just going to say right, Ohio. So where it must Ohio. be Ohio. It wasn't Cincinnati, but like the outskirts. Was it the, literally, I just... When I we talked last, I was like, oh, I have a few minutes left. Do you and think I literally the bars hit play that and it was he used done. to go to to meet the men are still there? A lot of gay bars from the back then are like extinct. They don't exist anymore. We need to find the old gay bars that were and go to those. And restore them to their Let former him. glory. We'll just Stands. get drunk there by ourselves. Like, it's still a bar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some things go without saying. Yeah, true. Well, let's get an Uber. <laughs> to Ohio? <laughs> to Ohio. <laughs> we'll pay you on standby with our earnings from we'll this, this podcast. <laughs> yes, podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. Biff will pay you in chunk. In chunk. <laughs> You've got more chunk than I do. Did you just call me fat? <laughs> Wow. Can't. I was referring to your penis. I said chunk, what not chunk. referring to mine. Exactly. What? What else on me would be chunky? Not this dick. That dick. You've had, you literally just called me fat. Historically had the biggest dick. <laughs> Balls, not dick. No, dick. <laughs> <laughs> to your credit, you could also knock down a Dahmer building with your balls. My cock and balls. However, balls. you historically have had to reel that shit in from your ankles since high school. Uh, whatever. Do you still call me that? Chunky. Sure. Whatever makes you happy, but Chunky. do you still have at this table? You could literally go. You've. I just can't even put into words. So, in comparison to our new microphones. Bigger. You're two. You're one on top of the other. Oh, my God. You might be three. I can't even do porn now. (laughs) You could touch yourself in a porn. I could fuck myself in a porn. Yes. (laughs) With three of these bad boys. I'll never need a partner ever again. Amen, girl. I wish. if I wanted babies. You don't need those. You might need one or two. Yeah. You're asexual now. Baby batter. No. Ew. Bake my own cakes. Bake my own cakes. <laughs> Guys. Anywho, we share one out with a bang. <laughs> um, send us your questions, comments, all of your all concerns. You've been ill advised at gmail.com and you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. At ill-advised the podcast <laughs> or you can find us online at illadvisedpodcast.com and as always you look fantastic your thong still brown but you know a little bit of bleach will help and thank you so much for listening you've been ill-advised <laughs>